Jennifer Purcell, and welcome to my podcast, Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge, where we will discuss, discover, and learn more about the challenges and triumphs of those with NLD and other learning challenges. I do have a website for this podcast, and it is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter account for the podcast. They are all under the same name, which is Living with NLD. I also have a YouTube channel for the podcast, which can be found by Googling the title of the podcast, which is Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge. I would like to tell you about a nonprofit that I use for my research for this podcast. It is called The NBLD Project, and I use their blog for my research. They are a nonprofit that is based in New York and is trying to get NVLD back on the DSM, and they provide many resources for people with NVLD on their website. I'll provide you with the website for them in the podcast description. All proceeds from the ads on this podcast will be donated towards the NVLD project. Please feel free to explore the other topics on the podcast, and hopefully you will learn something new from them. I hope you enjoy today's episodes. And today I am very excited to announce that BetterHelp is now sponsoring this podcast. I have had seven years of therapy, so I know it can help change your life if you not only let it, but work on the personal goals that you set with your therapist. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships at work not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are the greatest asset. And special offering to listeners of Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash, I'll put in the link in the podcast description for you. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-E-P. Thanks again to BetterHelp for supporting, I mean, sponsoring this podcast. Happy Friday, or maybe it's Saturday for you, depending on where you're listening. So, 
So today's episode will be about looking and dating. Pros and cons of dating in relationships. Have you ever had challenges with dating? Having a significant other or being able to relate to your date due to the learning challenge. I have had all of those happen to me and I'm still experiencing them. I'm in the process of online dating and I use the app Coffee Meets Bagel and Hinge. I like Coffee Meets Bagel because it was created by three women. It gives more power to the women on the dating app, but only allowing the guy to chat with her if she likes him back. Also, since it was founded by women, it makes me feel safer and more appreciated for using it. I like Hinge too because it has different features like letting the user answer questions with their voice. I like this because you, then you can hear their voice before you meet them. I feel like you can tell a lot about somebody by how they talk and listen to you when you're talking to them. For me, some of the challenges I experience when it comes to dating is learning how to interact with a guy well over sex when I do so much better at interacting with them in person. I don't like virtual interaction like texting because I can tell what the sorry, because I can't tell what the tone of the voice is behind the message. I don't have a visual expression to try to help guide me either with how the conversation is going. I'm a really good listener, which is a good trait, but sometimes it gets in my way because I listen too much and don't talk enough. Or sometimes I talk too much and don't listen enough. It's hard for me to find a good happy meeting between the two. And I think the reason that's true to me, and maybe it's maybe you can relate to this, is when you have an OB or when you like to talk a lot um, and you get really passionate about what you're talking about, sometimes you forget how long you've been talking and um, you don't know how to stop. <laughs> and for me, usually what I try to do is I try to remember how long it was approximately since the other person talked, and if it's been too long, then I try to um, shift the conversation over to them and say, well, what do you think about this? Um, or uh, ask them a question rather than me answering and going on about the topic. Also, I find it's easier for me to know when to let the other person talk if I haven't heard them saying or asking something in return for what I was saying, like I was saying earlier. And um, that helps because it, uh, you know, for me, because I have an OB, I'm able to, I guess, I'm more auditorily attuned 
to things because of MLB because of my auditory memory and I'm being able to, uh, you know, relate to um, people in that way. And I've worked on not talking too much and trying to listen to the other person. But like I said earlier, sometimes that doesn't uh, help as much as you can do that. Okay, so another thing that is frustrating for me about online dating is sometimes the guy will abruptly stop talking to me for no reason at all. Or at least you don't know the reason because they don't tell you. I dislike when guys do that because I appreciate it when a person tells me why they want to stop talking with me because then I can learn from my mistakes and hopefully not repeat them. I mean, I know why they might hesitate to do it because they don't want to hurt the girl or they just don't feel like doing it or uh, they're trying to be considerate about um, the situation. But for me, and I think this relates to MLB, I don't mind somebody being direct and blunt with me. And I know sometimes I do that with other people, even outside of dating, without realizing and they take it too personally and um, that's not a good thing, which um, I've been trying to work on realizing that when, um, when that happens, so that I try to remember not to do that. Um, another topic with dating that, and this usually happens with online dating, or it can happen with in person or um, with uh, other relationships as well, is ghosting. And for those of you who are not familiar with ghosting, it's basically when you've been con in contact with somebody either through text or or in-person contact or um, usually it's virtual though um, and you've been in contact with them for I would say a few months or a year and then all of a sudden they just stop contacting you with no explanation as to why you know, just kind of like you human there and um, they don't tell you what. Um, I've had this happen to me quite a few times. I did an episode on uh, 
recently. Um, I did uh, an episode nine of year two and and was talking about it as well, um, or about dating on uh, episode six of the one. Um, so if you want to listen to those episodes, you can. Um, I also have challenges with expressing what I want in a relationship because it takes me a long time to figure out what I want, and it's taken me a long time to find it. I know that I want someone who loves me, is honest, trustworthy, hardworking, protective, but not overprotective, and understanding and compassionate. Those are just a few qualities that I would like to have in a guy. Um, but also for me, I want them to be understanding about MLB and about the past, especially how MLB relates to the sexual future of us because um, those two things are a big part of who I am today. And even though I might you know, get triggered by their women still, um, I, it's not as bad as it was in the beginning, and I'm able to work through it, excuse me, because of all the therapy I had, and the coping skills I have developed, um, and even though that's true, I want to be able to have a partner who can help me through those times that I might have a meltdown, or I might be triggered by something related to my use because you want to have support from your partner, not just your family and friends. And I really do appreciate the support from my family and friends. But how do I describe this without being hurtful? Um, it, it just it feels different when you have it from a guy who actually does love you and you can trust and won't hurt you in a way that you've hurt, been hurt before by And that feels different than it is with family or friends because you don't expect family or friends to hurt you and when they do, um, that students and I'm not, I'm, I've been hurt sometimes by any my friends and I've seen the family members and I've had a longer friends with other people. Um, and that's why I keep the friends I do have now even closer and harder work hard for relationships. And it's important for me because it, it's hard when your family doesn't do what you expected them to do. Or what you expected them to do. And it's also hard to accept that they won't ever do it for the rest of their life. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I went off script there a little bit, but um, back to what I was 
place the next. Um, I also don't want to ruin my relationship because I did that with my ex and um, it ruined my relationship with my family and a little bit with my parents, but mostly more with my family. And that was because I was a different person um, before meeting him than I am now, and I became a different person when I met him, and I became very close-minded and um, rebellious, and that was because I wanted to be independent to that way back then, and um, he had a version of independence that I liked back then. Um, which I know now is really being independent and um, is uh, you know you can't be independent when you live with your parents and pay for everything for you and they give you a job and do nothing in return to help them I used to do that, and now, I, I haven't for a long time, but I used to, or I have a podcast, and um, I don't know how I did that looking back now. Um, I don't know how I left my relationship with my parents and with my brother before part by my ex and my brothers, because now I value those relationships way more than I used to and um, that I've been able to turn over now and um, so much so that sometimes it's hard for me to bring up something that I want to because I don't I don't want to do anything to damage the relationship and um, you have to time things right and when, even if it's a healthy conversation that I'm going to have, then sometimes, and I don't, I shouldn't do this because my family has always been on my side, even when we were going through tough times. And um, sometimes I think the little girl who still thinks that somebody is going to betray my trust and react to my ex and family did when I disclosed to them about the abuse. And um, I have to remember that my immediate family is on my side and always will be. And to be able to have healthy conversations with them because that is important. And um, being able to do that is a good thing to do because then we get out what you've been holding in and we hopefully have a positive response. <clears throat> Anyways, um, when I got out of the relationship with my ex, I did a lot of work to um, change and shift my life around to where it is now because, um, like I was saying, um, that relationship was 
really toxic and I didn't realize it was until I was out of it um, for a while. And that helped me definitely realize what I want and what I don't want in a relationship. Because there were some good things from that. But the bad outweighed the good. And um, just being able to realize that and learn from it, I think is definitely a good thing for me. And um, I'm not going to recommend that you listen to the episode I did about mistakes with my ex because it's not one of the best ones I've done. Um, but you can listen to it if you want to. Um, and if you're curious, um, I could have done that on that one. Um, Anyways, I brought up those two examples because they demonstrate what you shouldn't do, be with, and how you shouldn't behave while dating or with a significant other. It's not good to date someone who is toxic because they change you as a result of you wanting to be a different person when you're with them. It didn't help me that my ex didn't understand the weight that NLD, migraines, and sexual abuse had in my life. And so do. He didn't really help me with them. He let me live with those challenges instead of asking you how to support, how to support me and understand them better. And I think he did this because he had, he has, or I'm speaking in the past because I'm not with my ex anymore, but he had schizophrenia. Didn't think that was a big deal. Thus, he thought the same about my LD, migraines, and traumas. But those are big things in my life because, like I said earlier today, they've made me who I am. I need someone who can support me when I'm sad and disappointed about my family being torn apart from the traumas in their lives and that will never change. And they will radically accept that fact. I need someone to support me when I have an NLB now meltdown because I recently had a car accident or made a terrible mistake again that I made in my life. Um, I need someone who is with me when my head is about to explode and helps me feel better by trying to take my mind off it. I need someone who lets me have my dog with me and lets me be with my family and friends when I want to, including the guys that I call friends. I want someone who wants to be with my family and friends because I love them and they made me who I am today. And because they got me back. And trust. I need someone who won't change me into a terrible version of myself 
that lies and manipulates my family and friends. I need them to totally get me. I also want to be able to do the same things for them if they allow me to. I'm sharing those things with you because maybe it will help you discover what you need from life instead of another. I will talk to you next Friday. I also want to mention to you that I just launched my podcast swag on Wednesday of this week and have a page for it on my website and I will also send you the link to it in the podcast description and I will also send it to you in the newsletter that I usually send on out on Fridays. I am now selling t-shirts, water bottles, and a backpack and they all have the podcast logo and title on it and the tagline. So I'm looking forward to watching the sales and seeing who buys them and um, spreading the word more about my podcast. As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you. I do have a website for this podcast. It is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook and Instagram page for this podcast. It is called Living with NLD. I will include the links for those in the description. In conclusion, I would like to hear from my audience. If you know individuals with NLD that I could interview for this podcast, please email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. What are you interested in learning about NLD? I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. I would like you to practice journaling about your gifts and differences. Also see if there is a way that you can make that difference become easier for you to do than it originally was. Thank you for listening today, and please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Thank you. Bye.